60,000 is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. Robert Palmer is the empowering voice that you've been waiting for, coming on the radio, giving you easy-to-follow guidelines designed to equip you with the tools to better handle good, bad, and ugly when it comes to money, financing, credit cards, bank loans, savings accounts, investing, and more. It's all about you. It's all about empowerment, and it's all about you taking charge. You've become the certified accountant in your own life, and it's not too difficult. It's very, very easy when you listen to Robert's shows and you follow along at our savingthousands.com website. Managing money seems like it's easy, and it really is easy once you follow the rules. Today, we've got some great things to talk about. Rates are still at historically low rates, despite that little bump we had a week or two ago. Real estate sales are remaining strong. Mortgages and the pre-approval process. We'll talk about that. We also have an Ask Robert or Ask RP And this is the lady who says that her father told her that if he shops for a mortgage, her credit will be pulled several times and that could hurt her credit score. We'll find out. How about those of you that run out of money before you run out of week? We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the fact that RP Funding, one of Robert's companies, and we'll discuss the fact that RP Funding, one of Robert's companies, is becoming very well known in the real estate industry and in mortgage industry for being able to save loans that just won't close on time. But right now, Robert, let's talk about the way things are out there. And I got some some exciting stuff to talk about today, Rob. You know, uh, just kind of quick rate update. Interest rates have been just kind of hanging out in this range, staying low, which is good news for everybody out there, Mm -hmm. uh, either buying a home or refinancing their home, so that's good. Uh, I haven't seen anything that really ticked me off in the news recently as far as credit cards or anybody being taken advantage of, so that's always good. You know, usually there, there's that. There's always an article that just seems to get me all fired up about once a week. Uh, you know, where some company tries some harebrained scheme to take advantage of consumers, and it just drives me crazy. Uh, we've talked a lot about FICO scores this week. You know, obviously a very fascinating topic, and and that's one of those things that we don't teach in schools. We don't teach kids about. Most people don't really understand how credit scoring works, but it, that number follows you around your entire life, and oh, yeah. and is used in so many ways to to judge us as credit worthy or not credit worthy. It's even being used for insurance now in mm-hmm. addition to loans and debts and uh, just, uh, again, really important stuff and stuff that we're not really taught to understand. And, uh, you know, the impact that interest can have on you. You know, a lot of people don't even understand the basics of how interest works. You know, I mean, the, the basic concept is you, know, you borrow money and you pay interest back. And and so I think a lot of people say, well, okay, so I have a credit card at a, at a 10% APR. Well, what does that even mean? You know, so if, if you owe basically that, that APR, that interest rate, is the amount of money you're going to pay back annually in interest, okay? Mm-hmm. So, Rob, so if I've got a $10,000 credit card and it's at a 20% interest rate, I'm going to pay $2,000 a year in interest. And that's a lot of money if you think sure about it. I mean, is. if you really think about it, I mean, I've seen credit cards at 29% interest. Uh-huh. So, if you, if you go out and put a $1,000 item on that credit card, a year later you will have paid $1,290 for that item. That one item. Right, at 29% interest. I mean, it's crazy, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, and then if you go into the second year, now you're paying even more, you know? And it, it just keeps going up and up and up. And and I don't think a lot of people really, you know, they hear the number and it doesn't mean anything. It's, you know, it's like the whole, in Las Vegas, the reason they want you to use chips, you know, they want you to use, uh, you know, the, the chips instead of real money because it's not money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they've, they've figured out and they've studied and they've spent all this money on how to take advantage of people and, Basically, they've figured out that by giving you fake money, paper money, you know, the, the chip money, the fake money, or, or points on a card or whatever they do these days, that you're more likely to spend it because it's not actual cash. It's not actual money. And and I think that credit card interest kind of works in the same way. You hear this number, oh, 29%, oh, 18%, oh, 14%. Like, what really, what does any of this mean? And when you sit mm-hmm. down and really look at the numbers and say, wow, if I put $1,000 on that credit card and I don't pay it off and that card's at 29% interest, that's $290 a year. Gone. Gone. And you know what this re- reflects on? A few days ago, you did a show, and you were talking about why the credit card companies 
really wanted people to go online and look at their statement every day and not look at the paper statement because of several things. Well, I thought about that this morning when you started talking about interest rates. You know, when you look at that one front sheet on your home, whether it's a a first national, a, a Visa card, a MasterCard, doesn't matter what it is. All you see is balance, available credit, next payment due, it doesn't say on there how much interest you paid last month. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. does not tell you so, that. So yeah, so the, the government the government decided that, that that people if people were informed that they would they would not fall into this interest trap. And so we're going to talk we'll talk about that again in case we've got new listeners and the the dirty secret and the dirty trick <laughs> that the credit card companies are using to keep that from happening. And if you want to know more about getting a mortgage or how much your home is worth, hey, just call 855-773-8634. That's the office, 855-773-8634. And you can always call the Home Value Hotline and discern a very, very accurate, approximate number that goes with your home. Not something manufactured out of a computer out in Silicon Valley. No, something from a professional realtor who sells homes right in your neighborhood. It's 866-222-8231. The Home Value Hotline created by Robert Palmer. 866-222-8231. So you were explaining the other day how in the name of, let's say, paper, right, the, right. the credit so card here, companies so the government figured out that if you put the dollars and cents, you know, just like the casino figured out by giving you the clay chips, mm-hmm. you're going to spend more. The government figured out, well, by showing people the actual dollars and cents that they're wasting by making minimum credit card payments, by leaving balances on their credit cards, people are more likely to pay them off. And so they changed all these disclosure requirements. And now on your paper statement that you get in the mail, there's all these legal requirements to show you how much interest you paid last month. You know, it's got to be bolded and boxed in and it's got to really smack you in the face. Uh, And then it shows you, well, if you make the minimum payment, it's going to take you five, six, seven years to pay this thing off. And so think about our example, $1,000 at 29% interest. $290 $290 a year. Mm-hmm. What is that times five years, Rob? Now oh. you've paid almost $2,500 for right. that $1,000 item, right? And so if you make the minimum payments, this thing just drags on for years and years and years. But then what they show people is just by paying a little bit more. So if that minimum payment is 30 or 40 bucks, well, if you pay 60 or $70, you pay the thing off in, in more than, than half of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like quicker than that. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden there was all this great disclosure. And guess what happened, Rob? People started paying their credit cards off faster because all of a sudden they were conscious of the true costs. The government disclosure requirements worked. Imagine that. So what happened next? The credit card companies, the big greedy banks, panicked. They panicked. We don't want people They're like, paying what these is off? happening? Why, why are all of these people paying their credit cards? Why are all these people making extra payments on their credit cards? And then some... You know, some bean counter in the corner is like, well, sir, we've analyzed in the new government disclosures, people seem to be making that exact payment that's recommended in box number two or box number three. Ouch. And now they're like, oh my God, what do we do now? People are going to. Where's pe- our interest? People are not going to pay us $2,500 for a $1,000 item anymore. We're going to go broke. We're going to have to take the golden toilet seat out of the executive <laughs> washroom. I can't sit on porcelain. What am I, a peasant? Right, so th- this is the conversation going on at these very large credit card companies. So then, <laughs> so then some kid in the probably in the mailroom comes up with a brilliant idea. No, actually, in reality, they they hire consulting firms mm-hmm. and pay them millions and millions of dollars to come up with these ideas. And they said, well, if we get people to go online, then the requirements by law for the the statement do not apply, and we will still have a PDF of the statement, but we're gonna bury that. It's that thing's gonna deep. be buried. Like you gotta go. <laughs> Like uh, more information about my account, uh, previous statements, download PDF, and then it's like, please wait, preparing PDF, right? And it's like, we'll we'll send you smoke signals in three days when the PDF is ready for your review, because trust me, the, they do not want you seeing these boxes that are encouraging you to pay more and pay mm-hmm. faster and pay sooner and not waste money on interest. And so they figured out and said, okay, great. So if we can just get everybody to stop getting the paper statements then we can trick them all by burying the disclaimers on the hidden PDFs and all we're going to show on the home screen of the credit card login online is the balance and the current payment. Mm -hmm. We're not going to show them the interest rate. We're not going to show them how much interest they paid last month. We're not going to show them any of these 
these boxes that tell them, well, if you just send us an extra $30 a month, you'll pay it off in half the time because we don't want them to know any of that. We want them to be a slave to our debt. So how do we do this? We do it in the name of the environment, yeah. right? We can't so, have paper. So they launched this brilliant campaign that says, Dear Consumer, we here at Big Greedy Credit Card, Inc., we care about the environment, and we have to kill so many trees every year to mail you this statement. And then some of them are like, we'll give you a $5 statement credit if you help us save the environment by opting out of paper statements and accepting electronic delivery so you don't see how beneficial it is to pay your debt off faster. And we all fall for it. And the mere fact that they will pay us $5 to stop getting paper statements shows a little glimpse of how much money those paper statements with all of those disclosures and disclaimers and the boxes and the big bold numbers of how much interest they're sucking out of you every month were costing them. It was worth it for them to give you $5 today to be able to continue sucking the life out of you continuously in the future. And this is the big scam that is online banking for credit cards. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer. When I opened the show, I talked about the fact that Robert has created a lot of tools that are designed to put you in charge of your money. So you no longer have to be intimidated when it comes to financing. Are you one of those people that are nervous when you go to apply for a credit card or an auto loan, let alone a mortgage? I mean, if you're intimidated by those things, you shouldn't be. Because once you grasp a knowledge of each and every type of loan and how they're figured and know your credit score, you're going to be off to the races. No more intimidation. You're going to be way out in front, okay? So one of the things that Robert has created for you is the Saving Thousands rules. You'll find those at savingthousands.com. Just click on the rules at the top of the page, and you'll see 15 guaranteed to help you monetarily rules. These are kind of like I don't know, maybe like a GPS. You know, you get in your car and you're not sure how to get someplace, so you put a destination in the GPS. Well, here, as you're taking a look at the 15 rules, you're going to see how those rules will get you where you want to go with money. The first rule is always shop around. Shop around for your purchases. Shop around for your bank. Shop around for credit cards so you're getting the best rate. Shop around for everything that you do in life, and you're going to come out on top. The second is know your numbers. That's the second rule in the saving thousands rules. Know your numbers. You've got to know your credit score. You've got to know your home value. You should know the balances on all of your credit cards, all of your savings accounts, your 401ks, your IRAs. You need to have that knowledge because with knowledge comes power and with knowledge comes control. And that's what we want you to have. So that's just two of the 15 rules. We'll come back to those in a few minutes and I'll give you more. But Robert, I'm hearing from a lot of our listeners who want to know your take on the economy these days. How's the recovery going? The The housing market is doing very well. Uh, the, the life has been breathed back into it. Uh, you know, we talked about Fannie Mae has actually made it a little easier to get a mortgage, right? So one of the big one of the big problems that we had post bust uh, with mortgages, Fannie Mae tightened down on what's called unreimbursed business expenses, right? So if, if you work a job and you're paid a salary, but then you wrote off meals or mileage and stuff on your unreimbursed business expenses, right. we had to deduct that from your income. Well, Fannie Mae has now come back and said for salaried employees, we don't have to do that anymore. So this is going to open the door for a lot of people. So for a lot of people who really? write off, if you write off unreimbursed business expenses on your taxes, uh, it's a 8821, I think is the, the tax form and it'll be in your, in your 1040s. So that's, that's big good news. That's going to help. Uh, the other great thing that's going to make our life easier from a documentation standpoint, you know, one of the, one of the biggest complaints we receive is the amount of documentation we have to, you know, <laughs> we have to get. And so Fannie Mae gave us some relief. And again, for those of you that don't listen, uh, 90% of all mortgages are securitized either through Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or Jenny Mae. Mm -hmm. So all of us, banks, mortgage lenders, I don't care if you go to the biggest bank of America, Right. They're going to they're selling their they're securitizing their loans through Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac and Jenny Mae, too. Sure. So these entities kind of filter down the guidelines. We have to meet their documentation standards in order to be able to securitize a loan through them. And the only way you can get great low rates 
is through securitizing by Fannie, Freddie, and Jitty. See, right. banks can't tie up money at these crazy low rates for 30 years. Because what's going to happen is five or six years from now, rates will be higher, and then the bank would have a problem because their deposits would be paying out more than the mortgage rates. So the only way companies can give you super low rates, fixed rates, is through Fannie, Freddie, and Jenny. And so Fannie Mae uh, really tightened down on documentation after the crash. Well, they just gave us relief when it comes to asset documentation. So before, if your down payment money was coming from a retirement account or like a 401k or an IRA or some type of stock account, we had to actually show where you liquidated the stock. We had to get a copy of the check or the transfer from the stock account to your bank account. Like they're doing away with all that. Wow. Now all we have to do is if we see that you have the money in the stock account, right, then that's it. We don't have to, oh, we don't have to prove liquid. Cause that, it's tough. I mean, it's hard, you know? Like, oh, I have a million dollars in stock. Well, great. I still need you to liquidate it, make a copy of the statement, give me the prices on the day you like. I mean, we had to jump through all these hoops. And so they've made that easier. Seven or eight things they loosened up, which is going to make our life easier, which is going to make customers' lives easier, right? So, so again, if, if you've had trouble getting approved for a mortgage, you have good credit, right? But because of income, unreimbursed business expense, asset documentation, you've had problems getting a mortgage in the past. Now's a good time to take another look at it. Uh, one of my companies, RP Funding, uh, my mortgage company, would be happy to help with that. 855-773-8634 uh, is the phone number there. 855-773-8634. Uh, totally free to call in and see if you uh, can be approved for a home sure. loan. Uh, totally free to get a mortgage review, right? So if you want to see if refinancing is right for you. That's so great. reduce interest means refinance to a lower rate. So to help you do that, because again, my companies are all about helping you follow the rules. Again, doing what's right for people. Uh, is what it's all about to be successful. Uh, so 855-773-8634, that's the number. Uh, give us a call. Uh, if you're trying to buy a home and maybe you've had problems in the past, we can take a look at that under these new guidelines that have come out from Fannie Mae. Uh, or if you're looking to refinance, rates are still low, rates are still great. Uh, you have to reduce interest whenever possible. There's a reason that's a rule. Uh, it's the fastest way to improve your financial situation is to pay less interest every month. Pay less interest on your mortgage. It's the biggest debt you have. 855-773-8634 is the phone number. 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. And I'll give you that phone number one more time. It's 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. And if you're ever wondering, you know, I talked about knowing your numbers. One of the numbers you really need to know is the value of your home, either for a refinance or for a sale. So you can get that home value very easily by simply going to the home value hotline, 866-222-8231. That's 866-222-8231. How is the home value hotline different from other services? Well, most of the other services that are so advertised right now you know, you're talking about your Trulia and you're talking about your Z estimate and all that sort of thing. Well, those figures that are being bantered about rather loosely, I must say, are really based on recent sales and square foot statistics from your area. They're not really based on a lot of facts except for those few things. But when you come to the Home Value Hotline, the Home Value Hotline puts you in touch with people who are in your area who are setting prices on real estate every day. These are people from the real estate industry who are not going to try to twist your arm to list your home. They're simply working with Robert Palmer to give you the information you need. So rather than a computer somewhere, this is a person who lives and breathes home values every day. So you tell them where you live. You tell them about that swimming pool that you put in. You talk about the man cave, whatever it is that you've done to make your house unique. Well, that will help your home get more money than maybe the guy down the street. So you got to know your home value. That's one of the things that we talk about on rule number two. Know your numbers, your credit score, your home value, your balances, your interest rates. And yes, you've got to know that home value. Okay. Hey, Robert, there's a lot of very happy loan officers at RP Funding. And when I talk to these guys and gals about RP Funding, one thing they all have in common, they all talk about how you have a revolutionary pre-approval process. Uh, what else we got going on, Rob? So uh, in mortgage news, uh, I will tell you that the housing market is is really doing well right now. Yes, and, it is. And we are seeing a lot of people buy homes, uh, a lot of people taking advantage of the uh, RP funding validated pre-approval. You know, this is one of the, the big offerings we have uh, is the strength of our pre-approval. 
And so a lot of lenders take this for granted, you know, Rob. They, when you go out to buy a home, if you think about the amount of work that goes into this and the amount of commitments you make, you know, you're going to go out and you're going to look at houses and you're going to put down a deposit on a house and you're going to then, you know, give notice to your landlord or put your existing home up for sale. And all these, all these things you're doing are predicated on the fact that you will get a mortgage and be able to close on the home. Well, a lot of mortgage companies don't take the pre-approval process very seriously. That's true. You know, and they, they allow their sales guys to issue pre-approvals with no oversight, you know, and people make mistakes. And sometimes sales guys get a little more, you know, caught up in how much commission they're going to make than on, are they making the right decision for a loan? And at the end of the day, they don't have the authority to actually make you a loan. So the sales guy can want to approve you all he wants, but unfortunately, when the loan goes to underwriting, uh, where the decision is actually made, there's a lot of people who get denied. And they get denied because the sales guy issued the pre-approval with no oversight. And so my solution to that here at RP Funding is what we call our validated pre-approval. And so with the validated pre-approval, we get your information up front and we have it reviewed by the underwriting department. And then you know for sure uh, that your pre-approval is good and you're not going to waste your time and end up you know, running around in circles and getting bad news at the last minute. So many people get denied the last minute by our competitors that I had to create a program, our closing acceleration program, where we can close loans in less than 10 days just to bail out all the people who are getting denied the last minute because the other mortgage companies are still not doing any oversight of their pre-approval process, uh, which is crazy to me, but it goes on each and every day. And so what I will tell you is the the pre-approval letter, and particularly if it's a validated pre-approval letter, that you put in with your offer can have a huge impact on whether or not you get the house you want, right? So when right now we are seeing multiple offer situations. Right. We are seeing a large number of houses where there is one house for sale and there are two, three, maybe four people all trying to buy that same house, okay? Now, one of the things is right now, because home prices have gone up pretty quickly, uh, appraisals can become an issue. So here's the deal. When you are financing... Uh, you can't really buy the home for more than what it appraises for. If you do, you have to put down the difference in cash, which most people don't have the cash to exactly. do. So real estate agents know this and sellers know this. So if you go in and make an offer way above what the house is going to appraise for, they don't really take that offer seriously because they know the appraisal is not going to come in and you're going to end up trying to renegotiate and the deal is going to fall apart. So the two main things that they look at when they've got all these offers and say everybody offers full price. And let's say they know the house just isn't going to appraise any higher than $200,000. So if you offer more than 200, they just kind of schlep that off because it's not going to appraise. Right. So if all the offers come in at 200,000, now what are they using to make their decision? It's based on how strong your pre-approval is right. and how much money do you need them to pay towards your closing costs? All right. These are two very important factors. These are two reasons that I have built out the way we do business at RP Funding the way I have to give my clients the best possible chance of having their offer accepted when they up in a multiple offer situation. So number one is the strength of your pre-approval. Well, if you've got a validated pre-approval from the largest local lender in the area who has a great reputation for closing on time. Mm -hmm who offers a closing acceleration program to bail out other people when they screw up. And I would say every listing agent in Orlando knows that when the other guy drops the ball, they can call us here and we're going to put the deal back together. Wow. And so our pre-approval has some credibility. It's got some brand behind it. You know, when you walk in with a pre-approval from 123neverheardofusmortgage.com, <laughs> you know, and, and the guy you're bidding against has a pre-approval from RP Funding, yeah, you're probably not going to get that house. Sorry. The second thing is the amount of closing costs you're asking for. Well, I don't charge any lender fees. What does that mean? That means you need less closing costs because you're not having to pay origination fees, mortgage broker fees, underwriting fees, credit report fees, all these extra junk fees on the mortgage. So when you go to the seller and the guy with the, the no-name-mortgage.com pre-approval is also asking for $6,000 in closing costs because he's getting hosed by said no-name mortgage company, right? And you walk in there with an RP funding validated pre-approval, a company the seller recognizes and trusts, and you're asking for thousands of dollars less 
in closing costs because I don't charge any junk fees. I don't charge any lender fees. Whose offer do you think is going to get accepted, Rob? Right to the top, RP funding. You know, and again, it's simple. I, It's not just natural. I built our system to work that way. Every other mortgage company out there could do the same thing. They could say, you know what? In order to help our buyers have a better chance of getting their pre-approval accepted, we are going to validate it, put oversight on it, advertise our company so we have a good reputation, and we're going to stop charging fees, and then their pre-approval would be as strong as mine. But they won't. They don't. They haven't. I don't know why. So do yourself a favor, and if you're buying a home, make sure you go in with the strongest pre-approval in the industry, go in with the least amount of closing costs being asked to pay for by the seller, because these are the two biggest determining factors in who gets that home, who gets that contract accepted. And the cool thing is, Rob, you can get an RP funding pre-approval completely free. It doesn't cost a dime. Uh, all you got to do is give us a call at uh, 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634-855-RP-Funding. We are here. We are happy to give you a pre-approval. We are happy to upgrade that pre-approval to a validated pre-approval, and that validated pre-approval will not have any lender fees associated <laughs> with it, which will help you have the best chance of getting your home. RPFunding.com, NMLS 70168. That's our license number, or 855-773-8634. Well, we're saving thousands with Robert Palmer. We sure are, Robert. Thank you for all the good advice you give everybody. I want to go back to the rules for a moment, if I may. Rule number three is the three-day rule. And you're wondering what that is. Well, the three-day rule is wait three days after you've made up your mind to buy a large ticket item. Wait three days to make that move. It'll still be there. You know, if you're looking at that shiny red car or you're looking at that 55-inch TV, whatever it is, it's still going to be there in three days. But the fact is, if you wait three days, you have the thought process. You have time to weigh different lines of red cars, whatever. You have time to think about the financing or if you're going to pay cash. You have time to compare warranties and compare stores and compare dealerships and whatever it might be. Whatever that large ticket item is that you're looking for, it pays you handsomely to wait three days. During that time, you're going to learn a lot. During that time, it seems like everything you do will be wrapped around that upcoming purchase, or you may just find out that it was a passing fancy. So you've got to wait three days on every large purchase. It will pay off. And think of this, no buyer's remorse. That's right. Number four is don't abuse credit, but don't fear it either. There's an awful lot of people on the radio and television, the internet these days, that are trying to talk us out of having credit. Well, do you know that credit can be used as a very, very good financial tool if you know how to use it? And if you continue listening to Robert Palmer, you'll know more and more how to use credit for your benefit. Get those reward points, all that stuff. It can really be used to empower you financially, and it can actually pay you in the long run. So that's rule number four. We'll get to more rules as shows go on. But right now, I want to get back to Robert. Robert, we've got an Ask RP here, and this comes from Jeannie. Jeannie says that she's all ready to buy a home, but she also wants to shop around for the mortgage following your advice. But her father told her that having many credit pulls or multiple credit pulls will actually hurt her overall score. Can you set us straight on this? Yeah, so I mean, this is it. This is we. I just talked about this. This is this is the smoke and mirrors. I mean, this is again who who doesn't want you to shop around the guy who's trying to take advantage of you, right? So if I know I have a great deal, which I know I do, mm -hmm, guess mm -hmm. what? I'm going to tell you to shop around because the more people you call, the more you see that I have a great deal. The better we look. That's it. If I have a terrible deal, if I'm charging you all kind of lender fees and crazy high rates and taking advantage of you and all these things and application fees and, I, and you shop around and you talk to five other people and none of them have application fees and one of them is RP funding and doesn't charge fees and two or three of them have lower interest rates than the guy you're taking. He now looks like an idiot. So he doesn't want you to shop around, right? The, the the other mortgage guy. And so this myth got perpetuated. Once upon a time, it did hurt your credit score to have it pulled by multiple mortgage companies. Right. And then FICO figured out that this was stupid because people should be shopping around. Smart consumers shop around. 
Smart consumers have better credit. Smart consumers deserve the best rates. Smart consumers know to shop around to get a good rate. So why would we? Why would your credit score punish you for being a smart consumer? Because the person who does all that due diligence is probably more likely to pay. They're probably at lower credit risk because they care enough to shop around and get the best deal. So they changed the algorithm probably 15 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it was a long. It's been a long. I've been having this. I've been having the same conversation with people for probably 15 years. That it doesn't hurt your credit score, but if it, the guy who's telling you that either heard it from someone who was trying to smoke and mirror them, sure. or you're hearing it directly from the person who's trying to smoke and mirror you, and I, you know, I wouldn't call those RP funding guys. I know they say they don't have any fees and they say they have low rates, but it's going to hurt your FICO score. You should just stay with me and pay me twelve thousand dollars in fees and pay me a higher interest rate for the next thirty years because. We don't want to lower your FICO score. We want to. I want to rip you off. I mean, it, it doesn't even make any sense. But this is this is the fear part. And so they start with the confusion, and they start with the emotion, and we're going to talk about the happy stuff, and we're friends, and and I'm your realtor's best friend, and I'm going to give you a great deal. What is that deal? Oh, don't worry about it. It's just a great deal. We'll get into the numbers later. And 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 the goal is to get you so far down the process before they ever talk about numbers, before they ever tell you how much their underwriting fee is, before they ever tell you how much their processing fee is, before they ever tell you how much their mortgage broker fee is, before they ever tell you how much their origination fee is, all these crazy garbage fees. I talk about them every week. I talk about them every day. They're zero. Mine are zero. Zero, 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 zero. There you go. I just full disclosure right here on the radio. No other mortgage guy wants to tell you any of these numbers. I'm shouting them out on the air to 100,000 people. Zero, 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 zero. Why? Because I'm proud of the fact that we charge zero. Right. They're embarrassed by the fact that they charge $800 for underwriting and $900 for this and $1,000 for that. And so they don't want you to shop around. They don't, even want you to, they don't even want you to shop around with them, right? They don't even want you to ask them what their costs are. Like getting a mortgage is a financial transaction and somehow the industry tries to make it into something else. Well, let's not, we don't need to talk about the rates and the fees, Let's just focus on how much we love each other. And I'm your realtor's best friend. And I'm your best friend. And we love each other. Who cares what the rates are? And who cares what the fees are? You should, as a consumer, you should care. That's money you're going to pay for the next 30 years. Gosh. It's a big deal, right? So this Major. is what it's all about. You've got to shop around. You've got to, got to, got to. Rule number one, if you want to continue to listen to my show, and I will send, I will send a gremlin to go take the radio out of your car. So you can't listen to me anymore if you refuse to follow this rule. Rule number one is you have got to shop around for everything you do. Mortgage, credit card, student loan, bank account, you name it. If it's anything that can cost you money, if it's anything financial services related, life insurance, car loans, you've got to shop around. You know how many people shop for car loans, Rob? None. They walk into the it's dealership crazy. and they get whatever they want. You know how many shop for mortgages? Very few. Now, I've raised that number here locally, but nationally, it's dis dismal. The car dealer, they walk in, they let the car dealer tell them who to get their money from. Oh, they let the real estate agent tell them who to get their money from. Well, is that what's best for you? What's best for them? Who knows? You don't know. Mm -hmm. The only way to find out is to shop around. So rule number one of listening to my show is you've got to shop around. The number one, if you do nothing else, if all this idea, you know, if you're not one of the people who wants to try to figure out how to arbitrage and 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 make money by taking no no interest credit cards or make money by taking a no interest car loan or make money by refinancing a mortgage, if you if you're not that person, the only thing I want you to take away from this show is you have got to shop around. Call at least 3 companies, get at least 3 quotes. The only way to know you're getting a good deal, the only way to know you're not getting screwed is to shop around. It's easy to do. It's dialing three phone numbers instead of one. It's having three five-minute conversations instead of one. And it's that simple, and you've got to do it. Well, Jeannie, you've got your uh, marching orders. Now you can go out and shop for a mortgage and come out with the very best deal. And you might just tell your father that that's old school what he was talking about. Yes, there was a time when multiple credit polls could hurt you, but not anymore, just like Robert said. Hey, I want to get back to the rules for just a second. Here is a great one. If you know their tricks, they won't work. Robert kind of mentioned that a few moments ago. If you know the tricks of the financial industry, the smoke and mirrors, the offers that look really good at first, but then you read the very small type at the bottom of the ad and you say, oh, goodness gracious, it's not such a good deal after all. So anyway, if you know the tricks of the financial trade, you won't fall for them. And that way you will be more in charge than ever before. 
Rule number six is spread your knowledge. Talk to your friends about money. Talk to your family about money. You know, it's, it's crazy. We talk about everything. We talk about personal. We talk about really personal stuff with our friends and family. It's unbelievable. But for some reason, it is taboo to talk about money. Well, that's something we all have in common. I mean, every single one of us has to use money in our lives. Some people depend on money, okay? It's a very, very important facet of everybody's life, money. So we've got to get that into the uh, conversation. We've got to start talking about money. We've got to be very, very enthusiastic when it comes to money, saving money, spending it right, and that will pass down to our kids. And just think of that, an empowered generation that isn't scared of money, that would be great. Rule number seven is own real estate sooner rather than later. Do you know of anyone who wants to be 60, 65 years old and still renting a house? The very foundation of your financial freedom, the very foundation of your wealth is owning real estate. There's no argument with that. So that's rule number seven, own real estate sooner rather than later. Okay. Now, Robert, I got to tell you, I don't know if you saw this or not, but we have a mutual friend on Facebook. We have a lot of mutual friends on Facebook. But did you see the one from Steve who admitted that he's no good with money, that he needs to learn, he needs to listen to our shows because he said he runs out of money before he runs out of week. I've heard that saying before, but I've never heard somebody admit it. You know, you're absolutely right, Rob. And I, I saw that and I, I did chuckle a little bit, but it is, it, it's oh so true, you know? And this is where an entire industry has been born from this in payday lending. You know, the, the whole idea behind payday lenders is we started with someone who, you know, is living paycheck to paycheck and all of a sudden they're finding themselves one day short, two days short, three days short, four days short. And then all of a sudden they're going down to a payday lender with their pay stub and now they're they're a full paycheck behind because they're always one paycheck in the hole to the payday lender because they needed that money too soon. And uh, I, I think it's all too true. But I'll tell you, Rob, I think the mere fact that, that something like that is getting so much attention on the Internet uh, shows that people are ready to make a change. Mm -hmm. You know, what do they say? What they, uh, admittance or, you know, is, is the first step in, you know, in getting <laughs> over it. You know, it's, it's, it's getting out of denial, you know, understanding that we have a problem and, you know, the, the fact that we all look at that and, and know how true it is and, and are willing to admit that it's happening in our society. Because remember, for a long time, we wouldn't joke about money at all. You know, we wouldn't talk about it. You wouldn't yeah. see something going on viral on the Internet about, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or in this case being four days short of paycheck to paycheck because <laughs> uh, we, we just didn't talk about it. And, and so uh, personally, I feel like any dialogue, any 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 communication, about it, any talk about it, whether it's, a, you know, a, a picture on the Internet or a real dialogue or you know, radio talk or TV or whatever it is, uh, the more as a society that we will start to talk about these types of problems and understand that they're out there, you know, and that, that they are not, that they're a big deal. They're mm -hmm. not something to be proud of. You know, this is a problem we have to address. Uh, the sooner we can start to do something about it, the sooner we can start to fix it, the sooner people will take uh, advantage of the resources out there available to them, like this show, to make better financial decisions, to move in the right direction. You know, if uh, if he followed the rules, he probably wouldn't find himself in that situation. <laughs> well, he, he did know rule number two. Know your numbers. Yeah, broke. <laughs> I don't know if broke. I don't know if broke qualifies. Is that a number? number. <laughs> we're going to we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt and, 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 and qualify broke as a number. Well, folks, we don't want you to be like Steve. We don't want you to run out of money before you run out of week. We want you to be in charge. And that brings me back to the rules, the saving thousands, rules to success and if you're just tuning in, these rules can be found at savingthousands.com. Great website, savingthousands.com. You have to spell out the word thousands, okay? But it's a great website. Nobody's trying to sell you anything on that site, just informative articles. And you can actually play on demand these radio shows and some shorter info modules, we call them. So, you know, take all the time you want, spend all the time. There's no membership fee you can be on saving thousands all you want, and you can be more empowered with your money. Okay, back to the rules. Practice what you learn and always learn more. So you're learning about money. Make sure that you stay with those principles when you do go shopping, when you do set up kind of a loose budget or however you want to handle your household money. If you're going to handle it with a small budget, a large budget, a very detailed budget, whatever it is, make sure that you stick to it once you've written it down. So in preparing to make your budget, be realistic. If you do eat out four or five times a week and you're not going to change, 
Don't put in your budget that you're only going to eat out one day a week. Be realistic and you'll find the budget is an easy thing to follow. All right. Rule number nine I love is share your success. If you find a great deal, an interest rate, you find a good price on a car, you find a really good bargain someplace, share your success. Tell people about it. They'll talk to you. And again, like several rules ago, this opens up the discussion of money. Very, very, very important. Well, Robert, what do you want to talk about next? But how, how's your week been, Rob? How the week's been going good. I'm just, I keep talking to everybody uh, around the state where I go, especially up toward, you know, the Tri-County area, the villages, Ocala, and the country club communities. And everybody's very excited about what's happening with RP funding because there are a lot of resales that are coming up and finding out that you have the best deal in town, the no lender fees. And I also do some other shows, as you know, outside of this market. And your name came up five times this week <laughs> with one real estate person. And he was talking about the fact that, we often talk about uh, pre-qualifications and the strength of a prequal, and we'll get to that as the show goes on. But he said that one of the things that you are becoming known for at RP Funding is saving deals because there's nothing worse than coming up three days before a supposed closing and find out that that mortgage company was full of a bunch of jack smoke and they never were going to close on this thing without having the rates all out of whack. And so this guy said that he has, you have saved two for him in the past two months. Yes, I would say I probably get uh, I probably get two to three most most real estate agents now that don't know me con mm -hmm. they contact me through Facebook, right? You know so my my email address is in public record and you know mm -hmm. whatever. So the the number one way that I found that real estate agents will 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 contact me is they'll message me through Facebook. And so like every day or night I'll kind of go in there and I'll have a couple messages. I would say probably three a week I get from strangers from real estate agents that I've never met before asking me to bail them out on a deal oh, because another lender dropped the ball in the 11th hour. And I love to do it. I'm happy to do it. And we end up building long-lasting relationships mm -hmm. with these agents because they, they see what we can do. And a lot of times it's because the listing agent, you know, the person who represents the seller, is frustrated by the fact that the buyer's lender is failing to perform, that they, they deny mm -hmm. them the last minute, they can't get the deal done, you know, whatever it is. And, uh, and so, you know, we pick up the ball. And so what happens is the listing agent will say, hey, Mr. Buyer's agent, you know, real estate agent representing the buyer, your guy just dropped the ball. Why don't you try RP funding before we just cancel this deal and, and give everybody their money back and we start over? And so then what will happen is that buyer's agent will then go contact me on Facebook and be like, hey, Robert, uh, <laughs> the listing agent told me to reach out to you. Can you bail us out on this deal? At which we do. We, we had one this week, Rob. Check this out. Uh, this other lender denied it. And the only reason it got denied is because that lender's rates and fees were so egregious the customer couldn't afford the house there and so go. what they were trying to do is they were trying to get them to buy a cheaper homeowner's insurance policy and, and so then they so they could fit in their fees and their high rates. And and what happened is there just there wasn't a cheap enough homeowner's policy out there for this particular house. Like, oh, you gotta be able to get the insurance down. I think the number was like under five hundred dollars. And if you can't do that, then we can't approve your loan. Well, the only reason they needed such a cheap insurance was because they were charging them so much for fees <laughs> and for interest rates. And so that one was like a slam dunk for us. I mean, we got that one over, and because we have mm -hmm. no fees and our rates were better than that competitor's, uh, we were able to prove that deal no problem, and we're going to get cool. that one closed in no time. I had another one this week. This was interesting. The The person was, uh, was transferring here from another state, going to work for a very, very, very large, reputable company. I mean, you know, if you're going to work for like – you know, somebody I've never heard of, and it's on a new offer letter, a new job, we may be a little skeptical. Mm -hmm. This person was going to work for a Fortune, probably Fortune 1000 company that, that has offices here in Orlando. And so I'm very comfortable with the fact that they have a, I have a, a letter, a job offer letter from a, a Fortune 1000 sure. company. I mean, come on. So we, we took that loan. The other lender would not. Now, again, the other lender knew from day one that this was where the person was going to work. Mm -hmm. And the salesperson with no oversight, right? And we'll get into how at oh, the competitor, man. the sales guy can issue a pre-approval letter with no oversight. So the salesperson with no oversight issues the pre-approval letter, had all the documentation up front, mm -hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden the loan gets into underwriting. And because the underwriter works for someone, you know, the underwriter, they're all at the same company, but they're in different divisions, right? Oh, so the loan officer, he works for the local branch. And then the underwriter, they work for the corporate office out of Wisconsin or Michigan or Minnesota or wherever they are. And, uh, and so the local guy says, yeah, we're going to do your loan. We're going to do your loan. And then he sends it up to the corporate office in Michigan or Minnesota or whatever. And they're like, we're not going to do your loan. We're not going to do your loan. We're not going to do your loan. Ooh. And again, so this one got declined. And so we, we picked out the ball. And the thing is, these are super high quality loans. I don't understand why the other companies are denying them. And I don't understand why they're not asking the right questions. But then we do see other loans. So out of the probably 
out of the ones I get every week, there's one or two where they just never should have been pre-approved in the first place. Oh, wow. And so someone will reach out and say, hey, Robert, I got this deal. Can you take a look at it? You know, you've saved me on two or three. And, and yeah, we, we can save, we save a lot, but then we do get those ones where some other lender pre-approved them. And then I look at it and I'm like, they just never, they never even close to qualified. I can't, uh-huh. I can't do anything to help you here. You know, and I'm sorry. They should have, the best thing that you could have had done was us for to tell us to tell them no up front. So you wouldn't have all wasted all this time and money sure. on inspections and appraisals and, and all this, you know, garbage that you've been through. And, uh, and so that, that's it. That's why our pre-approval process is what it is. And here's how we do it. And this is what makes it so different. And I know how everybody else does it because we did it the same way in the early days. Right. You know, in the early days, just like everybody else, uh, our loan officers, you know, our licensed loan originators, they would issue the pre-approval. Right. Now, let me tell you, uh, in the mortgage business, uh, loan originators are not really graded or scored or hired based on how good they are at approving loans. <laughs> you know, they are hired based on how good they are at selling loans, at originating right. loans. Underwriters in a totally different department, they're the ones who we we pay attention to and, and really watch the quality of their decisions. And so we all do it this way, and we used to do it this way. We don't need more. But for whatever reason, we would let the so, the sales guy, the sales guy would issue the pre-approval all by himself or herself. Come on. Nobody else looking at it. Nobody else reviewing their work. Like, this is how it still happens at, at I would say, 95% of all mortgage companies. The sales guy just gets to issue the pre-approval with no oversight. And a lot of times, some companies don't even have access to those files. Like, you've got the the, the sales guy has your file, like, on his personal laptop, uh-huh. and he's issuing pre-approval letters. And the main lender, the lender who actually is going to lend you the money, has no idea he's even done this. And, and so what happens is a lot of these pre-approvals get denied. And so I saw a statistic that across the board for the Mortgage Bankers Association – uh, something like uh, 71% of of loans that are that are pre-approved ultimately get approved. Now we're in that we're in the mid 90s on ours. Right. So that means somebody else out there is in like the 50s and 60s bringing down the average, right? That's right. And so uh, and, and so this is what we see. So it all depends on that oversight. So we have oversight. One because all of our loan officers, our sales guys work in the office. They're all networked, so we can see what they're doing. We can see when they issue a pre-approval. And then what we do is we have our validation team inside of our underwriting department go behind them and double check their work and make sure that the pre-approval really should have been issued. This is called oversight. It's a I, check and balance, you know? And I, I had a loan officer once upon a time that just issued a bunch of bogus pre-approvals. This was back in like 2000. Uh, this is, God, this was like in 2008, 2009. Uh, it was in the early days. It was when we first opened. Yeah. You know, we first got going. And this loan officer issued some bogus pre-approvals and and, you know, those deals did not get approved. And so we learned our lesson from that. We learned our lesson right then. And so I immediately put steps in place. So here's the things that we do that nobody else does. Uh, one, our credit reporting company. All right. So we actually have algorithms. We had these scoring algorithms written hmm. that read the credit report. So in addition to just giving back a credit score, it gives back these red flags. So if the consumer has a foreclosure, a bankruptcy, uh, deferred student loans, uh, if they have a collection or charge off too recently, any of these things, we've set these triggers and thresholds in place. Uh, the system will actually flag those, hmm. and it will not let the salesperson issue the pre-approval until someone in the validation team has reviewed that file and flagged it to move forward. Wow! So we actually have, we actually have hard stops in place mm-hmm. when it comes to those. And then for someone with really good credit, if you have like a seven, you know good credit scores, good solid job. The loan officer can issue you the pre-approval, and then we check their work after the fact as a part of the validation team. Uh-huh. So either way, cut it, there, there, there's oversight. So the, the files that, that are riskier, we're checking before we let them issue the pre-approval. And then the files that aren't as risky, we're checking after they issue the pre-approval. And if we find something wrong, then we can immediately contact all parties and say, hey, I know we pre-approved you a couple days ago. However, through the validation process, we have determined that you do not actually qualify. Well, better to get that news two days after getting your pre-approval mm-hmm. than two days before you go to the closing table, right? So that's what we've been able to put in place. And and since we did this, we went from industry average closing ratios to one of the highest pull-through rates in the industry because we now have the strongest pre-approval in the industry. The other thing that's happened since we did that is our pre-approval is now accepted more times on FHA contracts. So these are contracts where the buyer is getting an FHA loan than any other 
pre-approval in two counties in Central Florida. That's Orange and Seminole mm-hmm. County because that's where the real estate agents know that we have the strongest pre-approval in the industry. And so when they get that cash offer and then they get the conventional financing offer and they get the RP funding FHA pre-approval offer, they know that FHA pre-approval is solid because it came from mm-hmm. us. And so they accept their offers more. And that's why we have the most FHA loans in those counties because our pre-approvals get accepted the most, uh-huh. right? I mean, that, that's how it all works. And so, you know, the funny thing is, Rob, when I did this, I spent all this money and I had to hire this team. I mean, this this takes staff. Yeah. You know, most mortgage companies are like, oh, we need we need one underwriter per two hundred and seventy three point oh. eight loans, and you know, and it, which we don't we don't work that way. And the reason they have to do that is because they're paying too much commission up front to their sales guys. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other discussion for what's broken about the rest of the mortgage industry. But just know this. It cost me money, right? I had to go out and hire extra underwriters. We had to beef up the underwriting department. We had to create this validation team. And in the beginning, I'm like, man, this is going to cost me a lot of money, but that's okay. I will eat it because it's important to me that we have this. Well, what we found is because we're not wasting our time working on a bunch of people's loans that don't really qualify, Mm -hmm. it's actually saved me money. Nice. So hiring these extra underwriters and putting these extra people in the underwriting department on the validation team, all these steps we took actually have saved me money because mm-hmm. we're not wasting our time working. Because, you know, we, we had to order the appraisal and we've got to do all this work and we're ordering yeah. tax returns and verification. <clears throat> all this stuff costs money. And so I was wasting two to $300 every time we would have to deny a loan at the last minute just in hard costs, plus all the staff costs for the hours we worked on it. Plus, I usually had to end up refunding money for hotel rooms or whatever else because we screwed up on the deal, right? And yeah. so by not yeah. doing any of that anymore, it's actually saved us money by instituting this validation team, something I thought was going to cost me money. So now we've been able to see cost savings and have the strongest pre-approval in the industry. And more and more real estate agents are realizing it. More and more of them know it because they're seeing it. They see that our deals close. And that's the key. That's what everybody Mm -hmm. wants. They want to know that when push comes to shove, our deals are going to close. And the thing that uh, we were talking about with this real estate uh, owner was the fact that when you you walk into a seller's uh, kitchen and you say, okay, uh, we've got these. We've got these offers on the house, but this one from RP closes more than anyone else. So let's put it at the top, and then it's a pretty easy transaction from then on. And chances because are, you close. and the chances are, the seller probably already knows it because they hear me talk about it on the That's radio right. or see me talk about it on TV. And their neighbors you know, have had a good experience. Yeah, you know. So when the real estate agent's like, "Oh, we really like ABC Mortgage," and the the seller's kind of like, "I've never heard of them." When the real estate agent's like, "Yeah, we've got this offer here, and they're using RP funding for their financing." And then the seller's like, yeah, I've seen that guy on TV. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're going to take that offer. Because you got to remember, people, like, people are people. You know, the, the person who is deciding if you win that house or not is a human being just like yourself. Mm-hmm. So put yourself in their shoes. If you're sitting at the table and you're about to make the decision to sign a contract and take your house off of the market for the next 30 days, waiting for this person to close, and then you're going to go buy another house pending this deal closing, you want to feel real comfortable that the pre-approval letter right? Put yourself in that seller's shoes. And what are you more likely to accept? The RP funding pre-approval or the ABC 123 never heard of a mortgage Uh pre-approval? I mean, the the choice is clear. And the buyers who understand that are having success by having their pre-approval and their offer accepted and getting the house they really want. So folks, we're wrapping up the show. So let me kind of review a couple of things. One is savingthousands.com, the website, savingthousands.com, the radio show, which you can actually Play on demand from the Saving Thousands site and from the all-new Saving Thousands radio app on your smartphone. It's free to download, all right? Now, you can also hear continuous airing of Robert Palmer's show, Saving Thousands, on iHeart. You simply go to iHeart and you fill in where the search engine is. You just simply fill in Robert Palmer and you'll be right there, all right? I'm going to give my voice box a little rest. You can go to the website right now and learn even more. Robert, thank you for being here for the show today. Thank you for all you do for all of these people. And folks, in the end, we're all saving thousands with Robert Palmer.